0: Community Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt.
1: So this is Easter morning. Easter is a really big deal in the Christian tradition, and it's a complicated feast. Depending on what your relationship and beliefs about Jesus are, you're going to have different ideas of What is going on with Easter? It's possible that Jesus was a great teacher who got on the wrong side of the law and was crucified and died, and three days later actually got up and walked out of the cave that he was buried in. That is possible. However, the literal interpretation of the stories in the Bible is usually the least useful. When we look at it on a mythic level, on a metaphoric level, on an archetypal level, it's much more productive. There are many lessons in this story for us, and the first one that I would like to offer is what it must have been like on Easter morning in that story and how similar it is to how we are feeling right now. So in the story, Jesus, who is metaphorically the way, he is the way that we are finding spirit. We are finding our connection and he dies. So suddenly the way has disappeared and we feel lost. We do not know how to find ourselves in this new time. Does that sound familiar? Easter morning comes and Mary Magdalene and some other ladies come, and they're, they're intending to minister to the body to do the sacred oils and anointing of their tradition. And when they get there, the stone has been rolled away. They don't know what this means, and they go inside, and there's, there's nobody there. And they think someone has stolen his body. And they're very upset by this. Jesus ends up appearing to them. And they are so confused that they do not recognize him. They do not recognize this enlightened being that they have been following for all these years. Even when he's standing right in front of them. And the same thing happens There are a couple of his followers who are walking along on the road to Emmaus and he joins them. And they're chatting away with this stranger that they do not recognize until they sit down for a meal together. And when they break the bread, suddenly they recognize him. He shows up where all of his disciples are gathered together. And Again, they do not recognize him. What's going on with this? How can everybody be blind to what is real? So one possibility is he doesn't look like he used to look. Why would he not look the same? Well, he'd be kind of battered, I guess, after everything he'd gone through, literally, but that wouldn't be enough for them not to recognize him. What what I'm proposing is that maybe what was going on here is that he was in a light body. He had let go of all the illusion that we carry as we walk the earth path. And so he was unfamiliar to them. Right now, as we go through this process, our world, in a sense, has died. It's not the world that we lived in two months ago. It's a completely different world. It's unfamiliar. And when we look at the people that we're living with or the people that we're connecting with online, or the people that we don't personally know but are out there in the world that we see, do we see the light of the Christ that they are? Or are we still holding on to an old ideal? I want to read a little section from The Course in Miracles, and this is The Course in Miracles Experiment by Pam Grout that I've referenced before. It's lesson 167, death. It's not what you think. And she quotes J.K. Rowling, who says, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. The course turns everything we think we know on its head. For starters, life is not what we think. Neither is death. Lesson 167, there is only one life says death is an utterly ridiculous story we made up. Let that sink in for a minute. The story provides cover so we can pretend to be limited, temporary, and separate from life, which is ludicrous. Life itself is eternal. It pulses It dances. It continues long after our temp jobs as impermanent bodies are over. It turns acorns into oak trees, embryos into bodies. It has no opposite. And are you ready for this? Any thought that is not supremely happy is also a form of death. Let me say that one again. Any thought that is not supremely happy is also a form of death, which means it's an illusion. All sorrow, loss, anxiety, suffering, and pain are illusions. Even a frown or a slight discomfort is a nod to death, which once again is not real. All of these provisional buzzkills indicate our minds are asleep. Once we awake, which we can do by either leaving our bodies or simply realigning our thoughts, our life, that pulsing, joyful dance of consciousness will continue on as it always has and always will. So death is not real. But if we go back to Good Friday, On the cross, Jesus did appear to die. That is the illusion that everybody bought into. He was dead. What if that's a metaphor? What if in that whole drama of dying, what was really happening is he was letting go of illusion when he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What if what was really happening there is he was forgiving, he was letting go of all the ideas that there could be something that was true besides light? What if even the man Jesus had thoughts that he needed to let go of? What if he was giving us a template for how to step into light? In the Gospels, they talk about the way, the way of Jesus. And the way is death and resurrection. But we know that death is an illusion, right? So what does death mean then? It means letting go. Of illusion. Death is dropping. I remember reading one time that death was like taking off a pair of tight shoes. (sighs) Can you remember feeling tight shoes? I know you're all in your Easter pajamas right now, so you're not feeling them at the moment. But you've all worn tight shoes at one point. I know you have. And it feels so good when you take them off. Think about death like that. We take off these illusions that are constricting us and keeping us small, too small. Not who we were here to be. We take off that illusion and we are able to expand and let our light shine. one of the particular illusions that i would invite you to take off is the illusion of your spiritual baggage i had an email from someone today who was taking the jesus 2.1 class and one of the assignments i gave was this whole list of questions that jesus asked in the gospels and i said pick one and answer it and Those had triggered her. There was one question, what have you done for me? And she took that very personally and got very mad about it. Because she she interpreted or was triggered by it to think back to her fundamentalist background. And all the people who were pushed outside in that tradition, who were not shown compassion, and she, she took the way the people in that church had acted and, they, and layered that on top of her concept of Jesus. And so she couldn't have a clear relationship with Jesus the man or Jesus the Christ he became. Because she was allowing that church, those humans and their level of consciousness to hijack her opportunity to be one with the light of the Christ. So there's Jesus and there's the Christ, and they are not one and the same until they were. But Jesus, the man, was human, just like us. When he died, although he had already been pretty close to that Christ consciousness, When he died, he stepped fully into it. There was nothing left except that Christ, which means awakened, awakened light. That's all that was left. That's what Easter morning celebrates. Awakened light is who we are. But for now, just like the Easter eggs, we're hiding and we're pretending to be something less. When Jesus died, it's like he stepped into the realm of poetry. The beautiful thing about poetry is that it is not linear or logical. It has no meaning except the meaning that the one who reads or hears the poetry assigns to it. And our meanings... For poetry, change as our consciousness changes. So, when you first heard this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, if you were a kid when you heard that, I don't know what you thought that meant, but I'm betting that today it means something different to you because your consciousness has grown. You've had experiences, we all have had experiences of the light that is shining within and without and everywhere we turn. So think of Jesus and his story as poetry. You get to decide what of that sings to your soul the stories themselves are the poetry that the followers of Jesus many, many, many years later put down in writing. They'd been telling these poems of this man who had a mythic quality to him. They told stories, and you know how it is with stories. They grow and get embellished, and who knows what factually happened. But it doesn't matter. That's where we get hung up. We start arguing about the facts. We argue about, did Jesus really live? Did Jesus really die? Did Jesus really rise? It doesn't matter. We are now dealing with a story that is alive in the mythic transcendent realm. It is a story that holds out to us a promise that we are so much more than a body. We are so much more than our circumstances. We are so much more than whatever challenges are in front of us, whatever fears we are dealing with. We are so much more than that. And he is saying, die to that, let it go. I did it and so can you. There is another life that is available. And that's the message of Easter. Focus on that life. Focus on that and let that rise in you. Let that rise up. Let our world rise up because we cannot afford to sleep any longer. It's time to let it go To take Easter seriously and rise up and we will create a world of light, a cosmos of light. We will fulfill our destiny. And no one can do it by themselves. We, we together must rise up. That is our mission. Spiritual awakening means rise up and become the one you have always been but we're afraid to know may you be blessed this easter with knowing who you are
0: you're broken down and tired Of living life on a merry-go-round, and you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we're gonna walk it out. times again, and I'll rise up, I like the waves, I'll rise up, in spite of the ache, I'll rise up, and I'd do it a thousand times again, Ooh. isn't quiet, and it feels like it's getting hard to breathe, and I know you feel like dying, but I promise we would take the world to its feet. In spite of the ache, we'll rise up, and we'll do it a thousand times again. Oh, we'll rise up, I like the waves, we'll rise up, in spite of the ache, we'll rise up, and we'll do it a thousand times again. Rise like the dead, we'll rise up. Rise unafraid, we'll rise up. And we do it a thousand times. Oh.